There are few leaders and influencers in the personal development, self-help, and health and wellness space who don't cite journaling as a daily habit for success. From this, I know a lot of people who try to journal because they think they should, but they aren't finding much value in it. I wanted to draw this out with the question I posted, then have someone give us insight. And I started journaling myself around 18, but simply wrote down the day's events every night. I went many years not journaling at all before resuming it and using it as somewhat of a prayer tool. And today do a lot of my thoughts and feelings uh, writing in there. Well, which should you do? Well, of course, the answer is it depends. And Jess Ekstrom, who was my recent guest in episode 845 and 847 of The Ziggler Show, she's the renowned founder of Headbands of Hope, but recently launched Bright Pages, an online guided journaling platform. And of course, we talk about Bright Pages. And if you go to brightpages.com and sign up using code Ziggler, she's given us all a free month. But the meat of the show is me throwing your questions to her and letting her address them so you can understand how to get true value from your journal efforts or possibly get inspired to start it all. In this episode of The Ziggler Show, I asked listeners, everyone talks about journaling, but are you really getting value from it? Then I had Jess Ekstrom, who is a journaling expert and creator of Bright Pages Online Guided Journaling, join me to respond and help us all understand how we can get all the value there is out of journaling. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. This is The Ziggler Show, where our focus is increasing your performance in your personal and professional life, drawing straight from the legacy of one of the most inspiring leaders of our age, Zig Ziggler. This is my weekly Q&A episode. I normally do it with my co-host, Tom Ziggler, but today brought on Jess Ekstrom for this special journaling session. In these Q&A shows, we get some of the most poignant and relevant input into the realities of walking out personal and professional development and growth in the real world and current circumstances of life. I invite you to join us in these weekly discussions. Go to Facebook and find me at Kevin Meller CO. If you are new to The Ziggler Show, it's one of my three podcasts. You can find them all and more at my website, kevinmiller.co, or on social media at kevinmiller.co. At the website, you'll find some show highlights and resources and the videos of me with my guests and co-hosts. My Motive Podcast is my flagship, and we're here on The Ziggler Show. We talk a lot about what people have done. In my Motive Podcast, we talk about why, their reasons for doing all they've done, good and bad. I believe motive is a root issue of all personal development and one we as a culture miss. Then I have the True Life Podcast, where my co-host, Dr. Randy James, and I talk about your health and wellness, but more importantly, the psychology of striving to be well in our unwell culture. The point is not health and wellness in and of itself, but as a means to an end. If you want your life running at top notch, you need to be running at top notch as well. In all the shows we do, a lot of q and I invite you to join us on Facebook at Kevin Miller CO. Jess, my purpose in making this a focus on journaling is it gets talked about constantly. Again, I don't know if I do a habit show or somebody, I, that's not true. Uh, it's so common though that they say, Hey, my morning routine, blah, 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 and journaling. So I think people hear it a lot. And I find that a lot of people in real life, it kind of goes into that should category. Oh, it's something I should do for one. And then two, if they do it, they just, aren't getting a big bang for the buck, which makes it really hard to stay consistent with. So I want, that's why I post. So I posted the question and asked people, 
uh, everyone talks about journaling, but are you really getting value from it and ask them to post some questions? So I've got some to throw at you, but I wanted to start off because I don't think we hit it in the first show of what was your own story for pursuing journaling? We talked about that, uh, about you doing that, that you didn't find Mm -hmm. the right tool out there and you did what you did. But when did you start? What got you into doing that? And what was the value you saw initially? Well, it all started when I was writing Chasing the Bright Side. And when I was under this manuscript deadline, I knew that I had to write a certain amount of words every day. And then it wasn't until after I turned in the book that I realized like taking time in the morning before I really started my day to write was some of the happiest and healthiest I've ever been mentally. And I was disciplined with it because I had this word count and manuscript deadline that I had to meet. And then it kind of fell off when I wasn't under a book deadline. And so that's when, and then I started getting anxious and overwhelmed and, and I would just kind of jump right into my to-do list without really taking that time. And it, and it took a toll on me. Um, And so I wanted to try to create something with bright pages that made it easy for people to take that time in the morning, even if it's just 15 minutes to sit and write with intention and with purpose. Um, Because I saw how valuable it was when I was under that manuscript deadline for chasing the bright side. So when you, in doing that, so happiest times were you, and we did mention this at some point in the other shows, but did you find yourself writing feelings, thoughts, plans? What was the primary method, you know, the the primary muse there? Yeah. So in chasing the bright side, obviously I was trying to write stories that could have lessons to help other people. And then when I was trying to write on my own, it was, I found myself defaulting to writing about all of my worries and Mm. all of my concerns and all of my anxiety. So when I would just open up a sheet of paper I'll kind of write about everything that's wrong. And sometimes I'll go back and search, look at these like journal entries. I'm like, dang, this is, this is depressing. I don't want to read this. It's all the things that I'm fearing. And so that's why I would constantly be looking up different like journal prompts or things that could push me in the right direction, give me something to reflect on instead of just focusing on the things that, you know, worried me. And so that's why, you know, with bright pages, all of the prompts are guided towards helping people pursue their ideas or kind of make the most of their day. Um, because I couldn't find that when I was journaling. So I would just default to all the kind of concerns that I was having. Well, you know, with that, I mean, there's gotta be room for personality style to some degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am one that I, I love writing out thoughts uh, that's happy, you know, easy place for me. And I'm not as prone initially, I wasn't to do feelings, but then to realize, so again, back to the personality style, I'm not some, someone who shares my feelings. I'll talk about thoughts and ideas and all kinds of, but how I actually feel, I don't talk about that. And so it became a good yeah. outlet for me. It's, and I need, I need the exercise of doing that. It's the one place that I do that. My wife has no need for that because she's going to express how she feels verbally all the time, you know, so, you know, she, why would she need to write about that? She doesn't need to write about that. She's going to write about, you know, these other things. So I assume that they're well, and, and I know with, you know, bright, bright pages that they're your prompts kind of cover all these, don't they? Yeah. 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 And, and so the thing is, is like, 
when you write about what you want to do with your life or your time here and the ideas and the dreams that you have, um, some of that is tactical, but then a lot of it is emotional. Um, we don't realize that sometimes the things that are getting in the way between us doing these ideas that we write about are the feelings that we have about ourselves. And so, you know, even, even trying to start bright pages, I was kind of getting this imposter syndrome of like, I can't, I don't know how to develop a technology platform or something like that. And so even though I want to help people with those actual tangible ideas, a lot of times in order to do that, we have to write about the things that we're feeling that, that get in the way. And one of the things I love about writing is that it kind of, it's almost like when you're scared as a kid and you open, like you think that there's a monster under the bed mm-hmm. and then your parents come in and you look under the bed and you realize like nothing's really there. That's kind of the same with journaling. You know, you get scared about something and you build it up. And then when you actually write about it, you're like, Oh, I can handle that. It's not that bad. So I said, you know, feelings, thoughts, and plans. And those are just kind of the three that are, uh, top of mind to me, would you add other, what, what would you add to those as far as categories? Yeah. So feelings, thoughts, and plans, I think are great. Um, and I think another part of it is, um, timeline. You know, if you want one of the parts that I want to help people do is not just create a plan, but like, when do I want to have this done? How does my life look right now? What, what's on my plate? What can I remove? Um, and so kind of help prioritize the timing of things, uh, I think is helpful to know what comes first and what comes next that I want to do. And journaling can help you do that. I want to go through, I've got a handful. And some of these comments were, well, just that it was a comment, not necessarily a question. I have some specific yeah. questions and I'm going to land though on the most prominent issue that came up. So I'll, I'll tease everybody with that, that we'll land on that. So Debbie here, she says, I've been doing it all my life. I enjoy going back and reading old journals. The benefit is that almost every journal entry expresses gratitude and being thankful that God is my source. No matter how I'm feeling or what's going on, there's always something to be uh, thankful for. Sometimes when I don't know what to do, I'll just write a few verses from the Psalms. Um, and she goes on about, about just the writing and two things came up to me in that one is your thoughts. Cause I'm not so good about going back and reading mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, a piece of it, uh, that I don't do as well. So if you'll speak to that, but then the actual, you know, you said that the, the, the process of writing. So it used to be for me all, t- um, handwritten. I would do that. I do some now typing, but either way that I have to get the word, the thought out of my head and whether I'm writing or typing that kinesthetic aspect to me is just profound. Um, so speak to the, both of those issues. Yeah. Well, I think that I don't really like going back and reading some of my entries, um, because sometimes I just want to shake myself. Like I I'm reading, you know, what Jess wrote a year ago and I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever, you know, be able to write a book and blah, 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 And I have that today. And I'm like, Jess, like, just believe in yourself. What are you doing? And so sometimes I get um, angry with myself when I read some of my journal entries where I'm having like a lot of self doubt. But I think that looking back and seeing your progress is something that could be really rewarding. Um, and looking at like, man, 
a year ago, I was worried about this. Now I have that down pat because we rarely have those lookout points in our life. Hmm. Um, starting my business, starting Headbands of Hope, you know, you you think that you're celebrating. You think that you're actually looking at how far you've come, but you're moving so quickly and always on to the next thing that you never really do. Yeah. And when you can kind of look at those like snapshots of your life, which are journal entries, you can then see like, oh, wow, I had no idea. Like that was what I was feeling when I started, or I had no idea that, you know, I was so insecure around this. And it kind of gives you a moment to, to celebrate how far you've come. And um, so I, I think that it can actually be really rewarding if you can look at it through a lens where you're not being critical of your yeah. past self, but proud of how far you've come. And to the aspect of, yeah, that thought, you know, you can go along and think things and ruminate on those, but yeah, yeah what about that? What is it about that? Can, I, I use the word kinesthetic, that aspect of, you know, using your fingers and getting it actually on having to formulate that thought. I don't know the stat on it. I'm sure there's some scientific or yeah. psychological aspect of what that does to further implant it into your brain other than just letting the thoughts and the daydreams go along. There's a few different studies around it. Um, one in particular with goal setting, um, a study at Dominican University showed that people who wrote down their goals were 42% more likely to achieve them. And I think one of the reasons why that is, is because it when you bring something from your head to the paper, it actually makes it real. Like you're kind of, mm -hmm. you know, putting it into existence. Um, I think it, it probably helps even more when you share it with someone else. But just the fact that it's not something that's just kind of a fleeting thought in your head that you're like, I'm putting this on paper, triggers something in you. And the other thing that it does um, to our brains is that it helps reduce overwhelm because we can only hold six or seven pieces of information at a time until we start feeling overwhelmed. And I know for me in the mornings when I'm running through my day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have 20 different things I have to do, um, to just stop and write things down and, and alleviate that burden of trying to remember everything and put it on paper um, can, can really help a lot with your brain and, and that overwhelm that you feel when you're trying to do a lot of things at once. I, you know, I read... Of course, with anything, any topic, you can find people debate, brilliant people debating both sides of it. Um, I, yeah. I'm a list maker and I've, I've read some <laughs> things about, you know, disenlistment, man, I make lists. I could have guessed that about you, Kevin. You're I, a list guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a list guy because <laughs> otherwise I'm just, I'm going to forget as you're sitting here talking, I've got, I always have post-it notes around that I stick stuff or write stuff on and stick it in my pockets. Uh, especially if it's something I want to remember when I get home or I'll use my calendar to ding me or I've got my, you know, text list. Now we're using a project management tool, you know, online. I've got my journal. I've got a journal in my backpack, a journal in my Bible and, you know, whatever ways to manage mm -hmm. my own dysfunction, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, but to what you said there to get it out of my head, otherwise I, I lose it or yeah, it just stresses me out. Um, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Well, Melissa, 
Schneider here, she says, I start, and she has start in, in quotes, I start a new journal every few months, but never figure out exactly how to get into a routine. Mostly I journal when I'm emotional, angry, or overwhelmed. I have this grand idea in the middle of a meltdown that I'll hit the big life reset button. And this time I'll actually stick to it. Of course, by day three, I have no idea what to write because I'm busy doing life again. I've read countless blogs about bullet journaling, and that seems even more overwhelming. I can't wait to hear this episode. So I'll just, yeah. I'll just lob that to you. Well, it's Melissa, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can totally, I, I totally understand what you mean because I used to think of journaling as like a lifeline, like a safety net. And therefore when you view it that way, the only time that you're journaling is when you feel like you're drowning. And so you feel like you're just creating this collection of, of sad stories and it, which kind of brings this bad energy and this bad vibe around journaling if you're only using it when you need help. And so the way that you can start to develop that habit is first of all, I think by easing the expectation around journaling, um, you know, for example, let's say working out in the morning, going to the gym for an hour and like putting your body through something feels overwhelming. And so sometimes we don't do it because we're like, man, that's a big commitment. I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to do anything. If you, if you told yourself, maybe I just needed to like go walk on the treadmill for 15 minutes and you do that. And all of a sudden you're like, well, there's some weights over there. Let me go see what those can do. So journaling is the same thing. If you just told yourself that you don't have to sit at a computer every day, write a novel, and instead just check in for 15 minutes that 15 minutes could just be that, or it could turn into an hour long thing that you didn't even know was within you. And so I think by alleviating the pressure that we put around to do substantial journaling is helpful to start that habit in its own, but then also having that push in the right direction. Cause like I said earlier, I was also writing negative things cause I didn't have any sort of positive prompt or guidance of what I was gonna write. So I was just writing all the things that I was worried about. So that's why with Bright Pages, I wanted to have daily prompts that kind of pushed you in the right direction. But then we also have prompt pathways where you can actually pick a goal or an idea or theme that you want to work on. And you'll get prompts delivered for seven to 21 days around that idea. So it almost feels like you have to show up because you're on this track to try to get to something, some greater result. Well, I want you to speak to that because, I mean, obviously, I mean, this is, this is a show to give people meat, but it's hard not for it just to be a big ad for bright pages because it's, that's what you made yeah. this. That's what you made this yeah. for, for somebody who does it. Well, like here, Timothy driver, he says, I've always thought about journaling, but haven't done it yet. I'm looking for ideas, uh, to start. I've considered getting it, uh, considered it for getting things off my mind and on a paper and looking for ideas for my coaching business uh, to come out of it. So yeah, just to that, when you talked about positive prompts, just describe that for somebody who may not decide to go check out, you know, bright pages, but they're there. They're there. I, I'd yeah. like to journal. I'm sold on the benefit. Okay, Kevin, I've heard it a hundred mm -hmm. times. You guys talking about it. I just don't know where to start. I don't mm -hmm. have, I don't have, again, to use that word, I don't have a muse. So again, some mm -hmm. of the, give a little direction on that. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this Q&A episode with Jess Ekstrom on journaling. Next, she answers my question on relevant prompts for journaling that I think you'll find very helpful and useful. 
Here then are some helpful and useful resources for you. Then we'll get back with Jess. I think that you don't necessarily have to have a new groundbreaking thought or prompt, new prompt every day. If you wanted to come up with like seven prompts that you know, okay, this is what I need to be asked on Mondays. This is what I like to be asked on Fridays. Like Mondays, I like to prioritize and think about what's possible for my week. Fridays, I like to decompress of like what was working and what wasn't. So if, if you know what you need at certain times or you want to test it out, have those be your seven core prompts that, okay, it's Wednesday. This is the time that I answer something like this. And you could even like, if you have a written journal, you know, map that out. And so that way it gives you a starting point, um, that you are familiar with. And even though the prompt doesn't change the context that you write about does. So how you feel Friday this week is going to be different than how you feel Friday next week. So sometimes just coming up with seven core prompts for yourself can be really helpful to alleviate the writer's block of like, what do I write about today? Because you have something that you write about every Wednesday. Yeah. This is something again, that I've used journaling for Dallas Patton says, I've found so much value in journaling. It's brought me closer to God. The last few years, I have had very active journaling experiences, finding myself in interactive conversations with the Lord and actively processing different topics. I, I do that, Jess. I'll, it, it's almost, mm-hmm. you know, I have my own devotion time and stare out the window into the woods at my house. And it's almost like a prayer. And I'll write that down because I'm not a mm-hmm. pray out. I don't like to talk out loud. It bothers me and yeah. interrupts myself, you know, again, personality style. So I'll write and I'll write those prayers. Similarly, I've done that with, uh, with my wife, I'll write things, mm-hmm. thoughts. And, and oftentimes I'll t- you know, again, I'm not someone to express negative emotions. So I'll write those and think about, is this something that I want to talk to her about? Or did I just get it out right there? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Probably. so yeah, speak to that as far as, um, you know, whether it's prayer conversations or just the therapy of, communicating in a way that we may not do verbally in a written way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I love using journaling and that writing time for prayer or for communication. It kind of reminds me of, um, have you ever written an email to someone and never sent it? Yes. But it just felt good to write it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone that maybe is raising their hands right now, but I have, um, sometimes just, use journaling in the form of like, I'm speaking to someone, whether that be God or whether that be someone who I'm, you know, angry with that I'm trying to make sense of, or whether that be my husband and he didn't unload the dishwasher and I'm feeling a certain way or something and, um, writing out your communication and sometimes not even sending it can just help feel like, you know, the message was picked up. And sometimes that's only needs to be for you. And that's what I think, like why writing is so powerful because it gets the things that are in our head and releases them for us. And sometimes it doesn't even need to be received by the other person in order for you to say like, that's what I needed. You know, I feel lighter and I feel better right now. So um, I think that journaling as a form of communication, whether or not there's a recipient is, um, something that's super powerful to kind of nip that dialogue in our head. Well, I, you know, on that, 
I think we look at, or I tended to think I've, I've always loved writing. And so I'm, I fit in that category. I, you know, I, I love to write. And so it fits there. And then you have somebody else who says, well, you know, I just don't like writing. It's, it is hard in having talked with so many people like you who've done some significant things that I can't really find any of them that don't write. So it would seem like by mm-hmm. proxy, it's something that we would all be best. I'm not, I'm try, going to try not to should on people, but we would all be best yeah. to do it well served to whatever capacity, just like, you know, exercise. I know some people who like it, some people don't. We mm-hmm. pretty much, I think all agree that it's best for everyone to do some amount of exercise, whether you like it or not. You know, meditating is such a thing lately that I believe in it for everybody and I do not want to do it. And uh, so it's a big struggle for me, <laughs> but I'm not offloading and go, ah, you know, I'm just not a meditator. I'm suffering right. for the lack of that. So if we look at writing as something that is going to, you know, best suits everybody, but again, to find your mojo. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to speak to what you said of people who classify themselves as I'm not a writer. Um, And I think the the feedback that I would give to you or to someone who feels that way, where like, I'm not a good writer, I don't like writing, is the best way that you can write is by how you talk or by how you think. And so I think that a lot of people feel like to be a writer, you have to have you have to like change your tone or you have to write like Brene Brown does or how Simon Sinek writes. And you don't need to do any of that, especially with journaling where it's something that's just for you. So the way in which your consciousness talks, that's how you can write on the pages. There's no editing needed. There's no change of tone. Um, and I think like when I was writing Chasing the Bright Side, I, I was getting in my head of like trying to almost like mimic voices of authors that I was inspired by and it just ended up falling flat and had to like rewrite those chapters and that's when I really learned that like the best tone that I can write in is my own whether that's for books or for journaling um and I think that that helps people say like if I can think and I could speak then I can write yeah I'm a conversational writer I've had friends uh, joke that my book should just be called dot, dot, dot. Cause I, I, I that's, that's some, I just kind of do run on sentence with dot, dot, dots. And, uh, those have to be edited if they're going to be put online. But you know, to what you said, just about writing the thoughts out, I so often I'll do that thoughts for my kids or thoughts for something I want to put out in a show and I'll write it out and I'll realize, Oh my gosh, yeah, I want to put that out or I want to deliver that to somebody or so often I'll realize I just got that out and I just don't mm-hmm. feel I don't feel led to have to put it out to anyone else. I got it out. Right. Yeah. And I think giving yourself permission to do that too, where, you know, um, like I, I could write something that could be made into a blog post or shared, or this could just be something that helps me make sense of a concept or a conflict. Um, not all writing has to be shared. And that's, uh, sometimes when you're a content creator, like you or me or some of the people that are listening where you feel like it's your job to keep putting out words into the world, it's hard to get into the mindset where they don't have to be for anyone else Mm -hmm. other than you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I think having almost like a ritual in the morning where this isn't writing for anyone else. It's just for me and my thoughts in my head. Um, and I'm not going to hit publish anywhere else. Yeah. It kind of changes the permission slip that you give yourself. I, it does. I still struggle with it. I go, oh, man, it's three pages. It's really good. But I just lost my will to stick it out there. So yeah, uh, so be it. Well, like, yeah, Matt Horn here, he says, uh, 
And, and again, you know, he's talking about, there is different types of journaling. This show I hope is beneficial okay. to somebody who decides they're going to get a, a paper journal and do it that way is fine. But he says, anyway, do well. you keep different journals for different topics or just write from cover to cover? Is a journal meant to be a referencing material uh, or do you just write it and put it on the bookshelf forever? Good That's question. a really great question. Yeah. Um, and the answer is it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, I have it almost like a scrappy journal. I actually have it right here. Uh, when I'm going about my day and I just have like random thoughts that I need to reference, um, or reminders, I'll just kind of write it in there. And I never, I don't think I've ever turned pages backwards in this journal because it's all about just like present needs and what I need right now. Um, but then there are journals that can be a little bit more sacred where you're like, these are thoughts that I want to reflect on. Remember, I want to remember how I was feeling the night before my wedding or the day I launched my business. Um, and so I think it can be what you make it. Uh, and the fact of having different journals, I think that, um, you know, I like having one, one space so I don't have to look anywhere else, but if it helps you with some sort of organization in your head, well, like this is my business journal, this is my personal journal, then you can totally do that. But there's no right or wrong way to do it. But I like that point about like, is journaling for reflection or is it just to get it out? That's, that's interesting. Cause it could be, it could be either. And there's different purposes for both. Well, I would attest myself to the value that I get from journaling. And as I admitted earlier, I'm not, real habitual about going back. It's the, you know, I, I benefit from what I do there in the moment and, and I feel like it feeds on everything that I'm doing and propels me forward. I think I would do well to go back more than I do, mm -hmm. but yeah, for those for, for listening, I, I still get great benefit, even though I don't do that a whole lot. And man, I have done so many different variations of that. I, I do keep one in my Bible, like in my little Bible case and cover. Cause if I take it somewhere else, I'll invariably end up back to my Bible the next morning and I left it at work or it's in the car. Or I just don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. So I did it for that. And I did try to keep it separate. This is my, you know, deep spiritual thoughts. And I had my business stuff over there and I just got tired of it. I go through seasons and now I, I'm not real organized. And I've even found myself a lot lately in and up without something and I'll mm -hmm. be somewhere and I'll use the little notes uh, thing on the iPhone or I'll yeah. text myself. I do a lot of texting myself, uh, just notes and ideas and thoughts that I'll go, you know, work on later or decide it's not important to me anywhere anymore. But again, I, I do, I am a fan of figure out what that, just as you said, whatever the heck yeah. works for you. Well, I, I would text myself. I would email myself. I'd use a notes yeah. tab. And then I found like, whenever I did want to reference something, it was like a goose chase of like, where did I write that? <laughs> did I text it to myself? Did I put it in the notes? And so I'm like checking five yeah, different yeah. areas. Yeah. Um, so I think you're right. Finding the one that you kind of want to be consistent with is helpful. Just when you do want to look back and search for it, you know where it's going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben's, Ben Siemens here, he says, I'm still looking for a journal. I want to write in with good prompts, et cetera. I'm not a fan of a blank journal. Now mm -hmm. I did, I mean, and, and I'm, I'll admit it because there's listeners who have heard me talk about it in I, years past, probably 
I used to be more of a fan of writing. I want pen Mm -hmm. and paper and I want to write just like with books. I'm not going to vet a book electronically. I think I've done a couple of those ever. I want one in front of me that I can dog ear, that I can underline, that I can just, yeah, that I can just feel. And for some reason that literally does work best for me in prepping for interviews and, and reading stuff. However, I have gone more to journaling some on my computer just because the thoughts are going quick. I can't write fast enough. I, I write so little, yeah. I can't write and I do want it on there. So again, you know, so, so to what Ben's asking about, you know, for a journal, that is what bright pages is, is a, uh, not a blank journal yeah. and it has prompts. I don't know of any others. I don't know if you even do. I mean, I'm happy to talk about competitors, go check yeah. it out. I don't no, know of sure. any, Oh, I don't there know. There are any. others. Um, yeah. there's Penzu, which is basically kind of like a blank online journal. Um, so we are one of like the only, we're the only ones with prompt pathways, but one of the things like the difference between handwriting and typing, um, one, you know, whatever, like whatever one you want to do is great. Some people subscribe to bright pages and use the prompts, but just actually handwrite their entries. Um, and you can even actually take a picture of your entry and upload it to that, that prompt because there's file uploads. But I think one of the reasons why I like, typing my journal entries one because i have absolutely chicken scratch handwriting (laughs) can't even read what i wrote like my thoughts are going too quickly like you said um and then from an organizational standpoint to be able to search and look back um we added like a tag entry or like a tag um function so if you were writing something about um a new podcast episode that you might want to do you could just tag it with the word podcast and then go back to all your entries and say what was all the podcast ideas and, you know, look for that tag. So for me, digital just helps me organize and and be able to search better, but whatever makes you feel that feeling of like lightness after you're done writing, whether it's handwriting or typing, that's the thing that you should do. Yeah. I got to admit a, a romantic notion to sitting by the window with pen and paper and a cup of coffee. But to what you said, yeah, I, I have, files, folders with, uh, files of writings, just different topics like blog entries, some that I've done something with like my upcoming book, some that I've never done anything with, but I can't go back and search. And I have, I have wasted so much time when something will spark. Yeah. I think, Oh, I wrote about that. I, I need to go get back to it. And I've literally had times of just, I can't find it. I got to start from scratch. I can't find it. I, I've lost it. Yeah. And that's happened to me before too, which is why I was getting so frustrated with it. I'm like, I know I wrote something really good about this. I just don't know where it is. Yeah. So even with with the sentiment of pen and paper, there is, uh, the ability the electronic gives us is great. Chris McNall. And one thing I would say when you're doing electronic though, is, um, to help with that experience of like the pen and paper coffee by the window close out all your other tabs. Like don't be journaling in one tab and then checking email in the other. Um, Cause I think one of the beauties of pen and paper journaling is the isolated attention that you have True. to it. So you don't want your notifications going crazy. So anything that you can do to turn off your notifications, close tabs. Um, I actually use my iPad to journal instead of my computer because I know on my iPad, for some reason I just have like a different, vibe when I open it because when I open my computer I'm like 
ready to work, you know? So finding ways that you can mute the distractions if you're going to do online journaling is um, definitely important. That's interesting. I have never done it on my work computer, which is over here to my left with the multiple screens. And I sit down mm-hmm. in my fancy chair. Cause when I feel when I do yeah, you that, don't just get, you don't get the same vibe. I'm at yeah. work. Yeah. The laptop, yeah. I can yeah. put my feet up and, and look out the window with my coffee. Totally. Chris here, he says, I have a hard time coming up with proper questions to ask myself. They will work for a short period of time and then lose their ability to get uh, deep enough. And I, I pulled that one out with the thought, I mean, you said multiple times here, Hey, you know, whatever works for you, but also just the concept of being okay with cycles. I mean, there was a time when I would write down kind of the highlights of the day. I don't do that mm-hmm. at all now because I just flat got tired. I, I not, yeah. I think there's benefit in it. I just, it became a chore and I let it go. And so I've gone through times of primarily you could go through my journal during that period of months or year or whatever. And it's a lot of feelings of writing that here's, mm-hmm. this is a lot of prayer. And now here I'm in a cycle and it's just a lot of thoughts and ideas and mm-hmm. giving myself kind of that permission to have cycles and not get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely seasons of yeah. journaling. Like right now, I'm on, since it's like Q4, I'm in a very tactical season of like what I need to wrap up, what I need to put a bow on. Usually Q1 for me, January or February is a lot of um, vision journaling. You know, what do I want to do? Where do I want to be this year? What habits do I want to nip? And so give yourself permission to kind of like flow into a new season um, and, and have that reflect in your journaling. So like if you're kind of something's getting dry and stale, like I used to do the things yeah. that I'm grateful for, you know, write down 10 things. And I was kind of like my dog, my husband, food, you know, and, <laughs> and then it was just kind of becoming the same things. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, let me move on to something else. Um, so yeah, like having prompts, whether they're your seven designated prompts that you've created yourself or, you know, finding lists or going on bright pages and using just different daily prompts, you'll find kind of what sticks and what works for you. So I said that I would land on what the most prominent issue was, and it is habit. It is daily mm-hmm. habit. Evan Herman, he says, how does one build journaling as a daily habit? Uh, Lori Surchik, she says, I'm reading the book, Willpower Doesn't Work. Uh, it's by Benjamin Hardy, mm-hmm. who... I don't know what show he is, but I, I did the show with him. Type in the Ziggler show, Benjamin Hardy, probably whatever the re- most recent episode uh, that he did with me, you'll find it's, it's on willpower doesn't work. Um, he said, I, I'm still trying to find out. She said, I'm still trying to find, uh, figure out how to make it a daily habit. I seem to do it in bursts. I do enjoy looking back at my past writing, which is where I think the value is and the lessons are learned. Sarah Brown also. I try to journal often. It's been a great way for me to come up with ideas for blogging and my book. It also helps me release things that may be causing negative energy. It's already been mentioned, but definitely how to make it a daily habit. Uh, mm-hmm. so Definitely. there, so I'll, I'll let you run with it. Well, the first thing that I would ask is how can you bake it into a ritual or a routine? So do you have something in the morning where you're like, I get up, you know, I brush my teeth, I drink my coffee, I walk my dog. And is there a moment in there that you're like, you can bake in 15 minutes because the way that we don't start a habit is just by saying when I have time, you know, because that's never going to happen. And so you have to kind of carve it into a routine that maybe already exists. And then that way it can, you can start to feel like, okay, when my coffee's brewing, 
that's when I open up my computer and start on the daily prompt. And so it kind of starts to bake into this routine that you're, you're already doing. The other thing that I would say is notice the impact after the day, because I find it really hard to start a habit or continue a habit that I don't understand how it's working for me or not. Um, like, you know, a couple of years ago, I tried to, you know, give up drinking. Like I'm not a big drinker, but you know, I was like, what, I mean, why do I need a glass of wine on a Friday night to decompress? And I would just tell myself like, don't drink the, you know, this, you're doing a cleanse and it just never worked. And then I read this book called the 30 day alcohol experiment. And I learned about how, um, we have these triggers that lead to a habit and what alcohol, what, what that was for me. And I was able to kick it for a year without really even any kind of struggle because I understood the impact that it had on me. So understand the impact that journaling has on you, whether you do it or whether you don't. So I understand that whenever I don't journal in the morning, I'm a lot more anxious throughout my day. I'm a lot more jittery, maybe quicker to react um, and feeling a lot more scattered. And so when I can kind of pinpoint that, that aftermath of skipping a habit, it makes me want to continue it. And so don't beat yourself up if you skip it, but notice the impacts when you do. I, I have to, yeah, I have to mm-hmm. have that ritual. Otherwise, uh, it, it just won't happen. But again, back to that, giving a, you know, yourself permission to what you said, not if it gets stale. I mean, I, for, I don't know how many years I'd get up first thing in the morning early and I do my coffee and my journal and then I work out and then, you know, mm-hmm. take kids to school and, or, or no, then work out, then take kids to school, do all that. I'm totally changed now. I don't know if it had to do yeah. with the pandemic, you know, and the changes there, but now I, uh, I go, I take kids to school, go into the office and I do my coffee and journal there. Then I get right to mm-hmm. work and I work out later on really when it's about at the warmest point of the day here in the high mountains, mm-hmm. of Colorado, that's mm-hmm. when I work out, but it's still a ritual. And if I get out yeah. of that, it's so hard to come back to because, well, you know what, let's, let's end on that. I mean, the, the reality is this is one of those things that we would say kind of back to Stephen Covey's urgent quadrants. This is important, never urgent. When is, when is journaling mm-hmm. ever going to be super urgent, like taking the kids to school or changing a diaper or going to work or taking that phone call or whatever? It's never going to be there. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in that, again, important, but never urgent. We got to realize that. Right. Yeah. And, and, but does that mean, you know, that we shouldn't make the time for it? And yeah. I, I find myself just defaulting to the things that absolutely need me. And sometimes that's okay. But I think when you can carve out some of the differences between the people who are maybe happier, healthier, chasing their dreams, a little more more successful, and you can look at some of their routines, they're not just a victim to the urgent moments of their day. You can actually see that they're the people that are taking the time to do the things that are important not urgent. And so when I see that that is like a part of the recipe for kind of a happier, healthier, more vibrant life, um, it makes me think maybe this should be urgent. You know, maybe this should be something that should be taken seriously. Um, if, if this is the recipe for what I'm trying to be, instead of just always feeling like I'm going to be falling short. Hey, thank you. 
Thanks for this. I, I've, I've thought about this for a while and you prompted me to make it happen. And uh, when, what better time than to have an expert on it? Thanks for what you've done to bring bright pages to life and just for taking the time to hit some of these uh, questions. It was, it inspired yeah. me even more for journaling. Thanks. Thanks. So I much, love Jess. hearing the questions. And so yeah. thanks everyone for, for chiming in and thanks again, Kevin, for having me. Absolutely. I truly hope this has not only inspired you, but equipped you to get more out of your journaling efforts or again, to begin making any at all. Uh, again, you can join Jess Ekstrom and uh, her new online guided journaling platform at brightpages.com. Sign up using code Ziggler and she's giving us all a free month. Coming up in episode 851, I have Matthew Pollard back with me to talk through his personal and professional habits for success. Here's one many of you might like to hear. He doesn't start his workday till 10 a.m. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>